Well, good afternoon and welcome to this Thursday's live edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. Pleasure to have you along with us. Don't know what it's doing outside right now. It kind of got dark earlier. There's some red, possibly some thunderstorm, but uh, hey, we're okay. We're safe inside. Glad to have you along. You know, the garden throughout the history and tradition of Western civilization has served as a pivotal location for change, such as the Garden of Eden, the Garden of Gethsemane, the monastic gardens leading into the Renaissance. Now, if indeed the garden does play such a vital role, what's its meaning for us and what difference can it make in our lives? Well, to kind of put it all together, we're excited to have Dr. Chris Cooper. He is with the Shelby County Extension. He's actually a Shelby County Extension agent. And he's got two marks after his name, so I don't know if that's demerits or that means like he's really extra special. I think he's extra special, but Dr. Cooper is responsible for planning, developing, and coordinating, along with conducting educational programs, addressing issues affecting urban and home horticulture. He is also the coordinator of the Master Gardener Program, and he hosts the weekly series, The Family Plot, Gardening in the Mid-South, which can be seen on WKNO. Chris, good to have you. Welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. I appreciate that. I told you before we came on the microphone, I know now while you're on TV and I'm on radio (laughs) because you look great on television, not so much, uh, you know, for myself, Uh, but we also have a host of Facebook listeners and watchers right now. So we want to say hi to our Facebook family that's out there. And let me go ahead and throw this out at the beginning of the show. We've got some things we're going to talk to Chris about. But anytime, if you would like to participate, possibly if you have a question you'd like to ask him about gardening, about getting your green thumb greener, I don't know. The number is 901-683-0640. So today we can take your phone calls. Chris, do you remember the first time you started identifying the various types of plant life? Yes, I do. And it's actually with my grandfather. My grandfather was a farmer. Uh, so I spent a lot of time on the farm with him. Uh, he actually grew sugarcane, cotton, and corn. So, of course, as a little kid, just inquisitive. You know, Grandpa, how does that grow? You know, how did that get from this little seed to our plate? What just a, fascinated by it. What a great experience. It's really about family, too, isn't it? Because you've oh, yes, got sir. that relationship with your grandpa. Yes, sir. Matter of fact, my good friend, Bishop David Hall, okay. the Temple Church of God in Christ, he's been here many times, talked a little bit about farming. He learned from his grandpa, too. So I think it's really neat how you can see that tie there. Well, according to the Royal Botanic Gardens okay. in the U.K., there are about 391,000 species of vascular plants mm-hmm. currently known to science of which about 369,000 species, or 94%, are flowering plants. Now, Chris, of the (laughs) 369,000 species, how many have you observed? Not that many. (laughs) Really? Uh, Quite a few. Quite a few. I would say at least uh, in in the 100 range, uh, for sure. Uh, Of course, I learned a lot about those in college, uh, in graduate school. And then, of course, now with... uh, the Memphis area master gardeners. A lot of them have a lot of plants, a lot of plant, you know, varieties, different varieties. So I learned a lot about those different plant species uh, through them as well. Well, you mentioned about your grandfather growing up. Tell us a little bit more about your family, where you grew up, and something about yourself. So I grew up in Jackson, Mississippi. My father, believe it or not, actually taught biology, uh, but he's a music professor. 
Okay, so he taught biology at middle school, and then, of course, uh, got another calling and decided he wanted to go in the direction of music. So he became a music professor. Uh, my mother, a uh, professor as well, teaches business administration and education. So I came up, of course, in a family of you know, professionals, you know, educators. Uh, I have two sisters. They're younger sisters, uh, Demetria and LaCarol. So we spent a lot of time, of course, out in the garden with dad and mom because they both had green fingers, right? Yeah. So my mom grew up on a farm, so did my dad. Everything that they pretty much ate, they raised. So again, going back to the farm, I was around that all the time. How about that? All the time. I mean, chickens, hogs, pigs, mules. Cows. I mean, everything you could think of was pretty much on the farm. So yeah. we, uh, you know, spent a lot of summers out there, and I thoroughly enjoyed it as well. I also understand you uh, attend a New Direction Church. Stacy yes, Spencer. Yes, Shout sir. out to Stacy. Yeah, He's Dr. been on Spencer. the on the Dynamic program. Guy. Dynamic guy. Mm-hmm. How do you see the integration of the garden uh, in our culture today? Let's back up, say, a hundred years ago, compared to where we are today and a hundred years ago. You know what? We're getting back to, you know, where we were 100 years ago, if you think about it, because back then there were a lot of victory gardens. You know, pretty much people were, you know, producing their own food. Well, guess what? It's happening now again. Uh, You know, you see around town there are a lot of farmer markets. You know, a lot of people now are going to the farmer markets, you know, to pick up their produce because people want to know what they're putting in their food. So they want to grow their own food. So it's backyard gardening is real popular now, you know, in that regard. Because wouldn't you want to know what you're putting on your food? You don't know that necessarily when you go to the, you know, the big chain stores to get those foods. So we get a lot of questions now about, hey, I'm new. To gardening, I want to learn how to produce my own food. And it does make a difference in our diets, too, Chris. Sure and I know, we know we are noted here in our city as one of the most obese places yes, in the country. You know, and learning how to eat healthy is important. Yes, it is. I recently returned from a trip from Israel, and one of the things that impressed me was the fresh produce. I mm-hmm. mean, there was no really processed food that we had. I mean, we would go through the Megiddo Valley, and we would go to different places, and you would see groves of bananas, mangoes, and wheat, and corn. I mean, you saw it all. And then, But it went from the field to the table. So we're seeing that start to really take on here, too. We're seeing that come back. Come back, you know, yeah. Of course, you know, 100 years ago, they were doing it. And then there was a little time where, you know, the microwave came about, right? Yeah, so it's like right. instant food, instant food. Yeah. Now people are, you know, starting to get a little bit more educated. It's like, look, I want to know, you know, what's going in, in, in the ground when I put these seeds in the ground. You know, watering, pesticides, whatever the case may be, they want to be in charge of that now, yeah. which I understand. You know, it's interesting. I went to lunch today. I'm not going to mention the name of the place, <laughs> but I was kind of craving some barbecue. If you're from oh. Memphis, you've got to have some barbecue, oh, yes, you know. You so I, I stopped at this place that I typically I would think would be a great place to have barbecue. And I was really disappointed. You know, it was really tough. And I just, and I, I don't know, I just the experience wasn't great. Seems like when you put good stuff in, when you're eating a good meal, I mean, it's it just part of the enjoyment. You know what I'm saying? Right. You can tell the difference between fresh, you know, food and processed food. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what does it mean by the art of horticulture? I picked up that term online, and I was curious if you could kind of explain more about that. Yeah, horticulture is just the study of plants. Yeah. You know, this can be ornamental plants. It could be trees. You know, it can be deciduous plants. It's just the study of plants is what it is. Okay. Right. How have you seen the garden impact the urban community? Because I know that's one area that you specialize in. I can tell you this. There are now over, you know, close to 100 school gardens here in the area, so that should tell you something. I think it's Big Green used to be called the Kitchen Communities and started a lot of gardens at the school now. And the teachers are actually, you know, basing their curriculum, you know, on gardening. So I think that's good for the kids because if you ask kids now where their food comes from, what do you think they tell you? 
You know, they'll tell you the big stores. They'll tell you, you know, Kroger, you know, Audi. Most people don't realize where their food really comes from. Yeah. So, you know, the, the kids are really getting educated with that now because there are a lot of the school gardens that are happening there. And then there are a lot of community gardens uh, that are in this area, too. A lot of your churches have community gardens. A lot of your civic groups have community gardens. It's a way to get the people out to interact with one another, and then to learn the art of gardening. You know, put a seed in the ground, cultivate it together, uh, you know, just come together, totally. harvest together, yeah. weed, whatever you have to do. It's a togetherness. So I think community gardens bring our neighborhoods together. So that, I think that's a good thing. You know, I'm hearing, too, some churches are using these gardens as an outreach to their sure. community, helping to address issues of poverty, sure. to get good food. You know, a lot of times people that are on low income, right. they're just trying to survive oftentimes, sure. and they can't afford some of the better food. So it's a great way a church can reach out and, and provide these kind of resources. Right, yeah. Like I said, there are a lot of churches that have uh, these gardens as well. And a lot of the food, you know, goes to your food pantry, Salvation Army, your Resurrection Catholic Schools, and Mariah house in places like that totally you know for folks that are in need good fresh food the family plot the tv show on wkno gardening in the mid-south that airs every saturday morning and possibly re-airs other times it does does. there's several channels kno has now what do you like most about hosting and being part of the show the information that we give out to the to the people is what I enjoy the most. We have wonderful guests. I tell people all the time, I'm, I'm the host, so I'm just, you know, I'm just assisting. You know, I'm just there. The, the, the guests, you know, are pretty much the superstars on the, st- on the show. But we have wonderful guests. We have good information. Uh, when people stop me and tell me that they, you know, watch the show, I always ask them one question. Are you learning from the show? And they tell me, yes. And these are novice gardeners all the way up to your expert gardeners. So there's something for everybody on this show. But we have great guests. We have great material. Everything is timely. And everybody likes the Q&A uh, session because these are questions you probably want to ask yourself. Totally. Yeah. So what do you do to prep for a show? How do you get ready for one? And what do you decide you're going to talk about each week? So we pretty much look at you know what's happening now. What season are we in? Okay, so... We're going into the fall. What do we need to cover? Well, fall vegetable gardening. So what I do is I kind of think about some of the vegetables that you can plant this time of the year for the fall. And then, you know, I just kind of go into the archive and look and see who will be a good guest that can talk about those things. And then, of course, we like to demonstrate those as well out in our demonstration garden. And then uh, I sit down with my producer, Peter Richards. Uh, We kind of iron out, okay, this is what we're going to do if we want to plant or not. We we like to do a lot of demos, so I know we're going to do demos as far as planting goes. And then uh, we just kind of put everything together. Um, the, the questions actually come in, uh, you know, via email, you know, to our Facebook uh, page uh, and to our website. And we just kind of, you know, grab, you know, five or six questions and off and running. The funniest thing that running. has happened to you while filming an episode? Funniest thing that ever happened. Well, we actually did an episode with uh, chickens. <laughs> so it was quiet. Uh, we started the show and it was uh, me and Rick Putwell and uh, Mike Dennison. <laughs> And we were sitting there talking about talking to Rick about the chickens, and then lo and behold, the chickens wanted to be a part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so as we're talking, guess what? They're talking as well. So we just decided to let them do their thing. And uh, I have a friend on Facebook right now. Leanne McConnell is watching via Facebook, and she raises chickens, and she's got a 
one or two pet roosters, I know. Uh-huh. And so I know she probably appreciates that. <laughs> yeah, those roosters got going, and it was like, all right, just let them have it. Yeah. They're, they're the stars today. Let them have the show. Let them have it. That's great. We used to live on the island of Guam. I mentioned that. You know, sure. it's kind of funny. We would go to McDonald's, and roosters and chickens would just kind of run wild, you know. So it'd be kind of funny. You'd be eating a chicken sandwich, look out the window, and there's a Is rooster. A chicken? Oh, <laughs> run, chicken right outside. Wow. Uh, let's talk about this Master Gardener program. Sure. And sure. this is really how we got together. Aretha Arnold, great lady, dear friend oh, yes, of both of ours. Yes, she yes. works here. She is a wonderful marketing and mobilizer yes. of our churches and letting people know about the work of Bot Radio here in Memphis. And we appreciate Miss Aretha so much. But sure, she sure. is part of the Master Gardener program that you have. Tell us something about that program, You know what it's about, how do you get involved with that. You don't have to have a big degree or anything no. in the area of horticulture to be able to pursue something like this. If you have the love of gardening and you're willing to share that information and that knowledge that you gain with others, then you're perfect for the program. Yeah. You know, I tell my master gardeners all the time, you are an extension of who I am. I am a horticulture educator. They are horticulture educators. This is a big county. I'm one horticulture agent for this county. I rely on master gardeners to go out and preach the garden gospel about that yeah, like to the that. citizens yeah. here in Shelby County. Yeah. When I think about a county agent, I always go back to Green Acres. Everybody says that. Everybody says that. Was it Mr. Haney? No. Was, who was the guy who played oh. the county extension guy? I don't know. I, I see his face, but I don't know yeah, his name. Yeah, he was a great, great actor, but that was a fun show. Yeah. But anyway, there are different levels that you can attain in gardening. I would never realize there was a master gardener, you know? Master gardener. I mean, and Aretha showed me the material, the the, the <laughs> modules, the books. I mean, right. pretty thick, right? It's pretty thick. I'm showing our Facebook friends. I mean, it's thick, you know? It's pretty thick. <laughs> and, and I can tell you a little bit about how it started. The program uh, was, was, was born in 1972 in Washington State, okay? And it was actually by a guy who was a county agent. His name was Dr. Gibby. Dr. Gibby was getting a lot of questions, you know, Gardening was real popular at that time. He couldn't keep up with the volume of questions he was getting. Yeah. So he's like, you know what? Why don't we train folks who are interested in gardening and have them to help disseminate this education yeah. you know, to the citizens? Because I can't keep up with it. Hence the name Master Gardener. So they trained these, they, they trained, uh, these you know, local home gardeners. They became master gardeners to help extension disseminate research-based information. So they're really becoming the extension of the extension. <laughs> like I just totally. said, yeah, my exactly. master gardeners are extension exactly. of who I am. Right. Hank Kimball was the man on Green Acres. Hank, okay. Remember Hank Kimball? Oh, okay. Mr. Hank Kimball. Kimball. Mr. Okay. Kimball, yeah. That's who he was, county agent. The county agent. Yeah, yeah so you got to remember that guy. I remember name. that next time. Okay, now what about other educational programs designed to teach children and youth about raising gardens and about the value of gardening? Right, we do have a uh, we have an outstanding 4-H program uh, there that actually you know teaches kids about gardening. Uh, Michael Owens does an excellent job with that program. Ms. Uh, Queen Edwards and Mr. Jim Todd, uh, of course, go out to your schools. They help set up you know the school gardens and teach yeah. some of that curriculum. So they do an outstanding job with our you know with our youth. This you know 4-H is all about youth development. So we want to make sure that they know about gardening and get involved in gardening. Chris, I believe your office is located at the Agri Center. Is yes, that sir. correct? Which yes, is sir. there in Cordova. It is. So is it the kind of place that people can stop by and, and say hello or sure. and see where you work? Sure. We're right there. You know, the UT Extension is right there at the Shelby County Extension Office at the Agri Center, uh, 7777 Walnut Grove Road. Um, we have walk-ins all the time. You just come to the back side of the building, wing B as in boy. You'll see the UT Extension sign on the parking lot. Come on in the building. 
First door to your right, yeah. you will see UTTSU extension. Come on in. We'll be most happy to serve you. Miss Regina will be right there at the desk um, greeting you as you come in the door. Okay. She does a wonderful job doing that. Um, and she'll, you know, get you set up, you know, to, uh, you know, whoever you need to talk to, whatever your issues may be. Going back to the TV show, Family Plot, how far in advance do you tape the shows? Oh, let me see. Usually, maybe three or four weeks. Okay. Yeah, it's just three or four weeks. Yeah, okay. So it stays pretty fresh. Oh, then. it's pretty fresh. Yeah. It's pretty fresh. Uh, what do you say to that once aspiring gardener who's tried out <laughs> their green thumb but gave it up when the flowers wouldn't bloom and the crop didn't produce? It just wasn't happening, you know? You know what I tell them? You're not a true gardener until you've killed a plant at least you know, two or three times. I, you know, I do it all the time in my own yard. I mean, that's when you're a gardener, when you're out there putting stuff in the ground and then it dies. It's like, all right, let's just try something else. You know, so, yeah. As long as you can get it in the ground, water it, talk to it, whatever you have to do. If it dies, just put another one in the ground. Then you become a true gardener. All right. All right. That's all. Miss Maria in our control room in there who's producing our show, one of the ladies producing our show, she's got a plant in there that's kind of sick, <laughs> and she's wondering how to revive it. She's holding it up in the window right there. You can see it. Uh, I don't know what we can do. I suggested maybe dropping an aspirin in the jar. I don't know if that would help or not. But <laughs> it probably knows it needs to go into a bigger pot. Is, there, is what it is. There you go, a bigger pot. Bigger okay. pot. Yes, a pothos plant. So is that it needs what it to go is? in a bigger pot. Okay, bigger pot, Miss Maria. <laughs> Chris, are there certain environmental issues unique to the Mid South area that compared to other parts of the country that affect gardening conditions here? You need to be aware of when you're trying to start one. Um, let me see. It, it depends on how old your house is. I mean, there may be lead issues. Should you have your soil sampled before you start? And I was just about to get there. You should yeah. always have your soil tested. We have soil testing kits at the extension office. Uh, come by and do pick one up because you need to know your pH and your nutritional value is what the soil test is all about. Now, we don't test for lead. You know, there are other labs that would do that, but we test strictly on nutrient availability. But you always need to know what your pH is before you plant anything or before you put any fertilizers in the ground or whatever the case is that be. why my tomatoes didn't grow maybe i mean I seriously maybe. just stayed really tiny and green on the vine and maybe. never went beyond that you know ph can be a factor yeah. it can wow. be a big factor sure can uh what are some of the biggest pest threats to gardens in our areas <laughs> Pest threats. Okay, well, it depends on what you're planting. Okay. And I can just tell you now, since you mentioned tomatoes, uh, we were actually out uh, in the family plot garden yesterday, and we have tomato hornworms. Tomato hornworms will pretty much strip your tomato plants bare. Uh, they eat all the leaves, so that could be a huge problem for your tomatoes. No doubt about that. Okay, how can you sign up for the Master Gardener program? So how can you sign up for the program? Well, the application for the 2020 class. Oh, you're that far ahead. We're that far ahead now. Oh, my. Yeah, applications for the 2019 class, that deadline has already passed. Okay. Okay. So if you're interested in 2020, the application will come out in May of next year. My goodness. Right. And you can pick those applications up at the extension office. Uh, you can pick them up at your area library uh, branches. And we do have a website, memphisareamastergardeners.org. It will be there. You can just download it. You know, print it off, nice. bring it to the office. Okay. So it, it, that tells you it's a popular program. I mean, as soon as we get those applications out there, people gobble them up. They're ready to go. They're ready to go. Uh, what about new trends in gardening today? Maybe much different than when you started. Not so much new, but it's coming back around again. Hydroponics. You know, it's something yeah, a lot I've of people are doing. About this, yeah. yeah, hydroponics. You know, NASA's been doing it for you know for for some years now. You know, astronauts out in space and they have to grow your leafy vegetables. They use hydroponic systems. Well, now in the schools, they're starting to use hydroponic systems. Uh, so that's just pretty new. Vertical gardening, 
You know, instead of you know exactly. gardening out this way, yeah. you garden up. You know, I'm, garden seeing, up. I'm seeing right. Chris some of the even more fresh, friendly restaurants now putting that in their interior. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, they have grow- those little modules. Yeah, yeah. growing them mm-hmm. right there for their sure. herbs and things that they cook with. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's one definitely one of the new trends. Yeah, vertical gardening. Okay, let's remind our friends as we uh, get ready. We've got a few more minutes left on the show. If you would like to ask Chris a question today, we're, the lines are open. You can actually call in. We're live at nine zero one. 683 Something I wanted to ask you about raised garden beds. Is that better than traditional ground gardening? Maybe if you've got a bad pH level in your yard, right. you can't change it. Maybe that's the best way to go. Maybe maybe it is the best way to go. And it usually depends on the person. Uh, it depends on how much work you want to put into it as well. You know, if, if, if you're a little seasoned and don't, don't like the bending down, Raised beds work just fine. Yeah. Something else about raised beds, which is a good advantage, of course, it's going to warm up, you know, a lot quicker, okay, but it's going to dry out as well, you know, because it is raised. Yes. And you can put your own soil amendments, you know, in those raised beds as opposed to what's in the soil already. So you can kind of control those things. And then when you're planting your plant materials, uh, you can plant them in such a way uh, and take care of them and weed, and, it, and that won't be a problem. It's easy to get in a raised bed as opposed to a traditional garden to weed and water and things like that. As you mentioned, elderly citizens, it might be easier to have to bend down as far right, and bring sure. it up a little bit higher. Yeah, bring it well, and something else I want to ask you about when you talk about raised beds, because uh, you talk about the materials to make them. I understand that you got to be careful. If you use treated lumber, you don't want to do that. Is that right? Is right. That you don't bad? want to do that because it leaches, you know, and it has some, uh, you know, some dangerous chemicals in it. Creosote yeah. is yeah. one. So you definitely want to use that around some of your leafy vegetables because those roots will take it up. So you don't want to use the treated wood, you know, if you can help it. Okay. Uh, Let's talk about how valuable to a home and urban garden is having a compost. Is it necessary? What do you think about compost? Composting is fine. You know, instead of throwing all those, you know, kitchen scraps, you know, in the garbage can, why not, you know, make a compost pile somewhere in the backyard? You personally use compost? I've done composting. Uh, Not so much now. I didn't have space for it before. But I've done it, and, yeah, you just throw it back there. Um, I did the slow composting where I didn't do any turning or watering or anything like that. It still decayed, but it becomes good organic material, organic matter. And that's what your plants want at the end of the day is good organic material, organic matter. So you have your own garden at home, right? Sure I do. So you're not just telling other people how to make a garden. You're experiencing it yourself. I have my own garden at home. Uh, I tell people don't come by my house to see it because, uh, (laughs) you know, when I grow stuff, it it, it doesn't look the best because I'm not always there to take care of it like uh, I would like to. But I I pretty much grow things to see what happens to them. You know, I I put them out there. I say, okay, folks, you're on your own, baby. So we'll we'll, we'll see what happens to you. So I do have my garden. My son, Mason, comes out from time to time and tries to help daddy out. Uh, He may pull up a couple of plants here and there, but uh, that's just fine. But I do have my own garden at home. Nice. Uh, one other question from a listener. Can you help with landscaping and lawns through the extension? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Uh, Booker T. Lee is another agent that is there in the office. He works with the commercial guys and some of the landscape guys. So if you have any questions about that, feel free to give him a call at 901-752-1207. Uh, he'd be more than happy to talk with you. You know, about your landscape issues uh, and, and, you know, some of the designs and things like that that you may need to uh, look into. Sure. Time-wise, how much time, I guess it really depends on the size of your garden, but typically how much time should somebody spend with their garden? Wow. That, you know, that depends. I know some folks who can get out there all day. Yeah. You know, of course, depending on the weather, but some folks will stay out there all day. Some folks first thing in the morning, some folks later in the evening. It just depends on, you know, what you're growing. Right. You know, and then it's good physical activity. So it depends on, you know, 
your health. You know, if you're able to get out there and bend and rake and mow and things like plant, then I know folks that can do that all day and absolutely love it. Now, Chris, well, one time, I don't know if they still do this, the county was providing some land over at the AgriCenter area for senior citizens, mm-hmm. giving them plots that they could use to develop their own garden. Is that still That's still there. Is it going on? It is still there. Uh, I usually go by there at least, you know, a couple of times a month, you know, just to kind of visit with some of the people out there. But it is still Now, how there. does somebody get to qualify for that? You know, I think uh, you have to go through – it's, it's – Aging Commission, okay. I think. Uh, Miss Eleanor Griffin is okay. her name. All right. And uh, I think it's a part of the, the Aging uh, right. Commission. So that's not part of your division. It's not part of ours. Okay. Right. But I just go out there from time to time uh, to talk to some of the people. And guess what? A lot of those folks are knowledgeable about gardening. You know, right. A lot of them are you know, my seasoned gardeners. Nice. So they have good information. So I just go to see, hey, what's, what's, what's going good for you? What's been successful? Any right. insect yeah. you know, problems, nice. pest problems? Whatever. So. Besides the Dixon and the Botanical Garden, is there any other public gardens that you know about? About that we could tell our listeners about to go, you know, sometimes it's just nice to walk through a garden, you know, a beautiful right. garden. Uh, of course, you know, the Dixon is beautiful, the Memphis Botanic Garden, Lichterman Nature Center. There you go. Right. Forgot about Oak Lawn out in Germantown is beautiful as well. Uh, so, yeah, we have plenty of places around town where you can go look at, you know, beautiful flowers. And there are a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of your garden clubs, you know, have uh, days where you can actually go out and tour gardens. Uh, the Master Gardeners, we have our own event called Through Our Garden Gates. We can actually, you know, come out and view our Master Gardener gardens. gardens. So that's, that's, that's a lot of opportunities to see beautiful gardens in this area. Okay, as we wrap up our show sure. quickly, what's the best way to contact the Shelby County Extension to learn more about the programs you offer and classes? The number is 901-752-1207. Miss Regina will take that call, and uh, she will direct a call to one of the agents. Um, If it's horticulture, um, it'll be myself and Booker. We have 4-H agents, and we have uh, FCS agents, Family Consumer Science agents. So, yeah, give us a call. Give us a call. She'll direct a call. Get it to the right person. We'll be more than happy to help because that will... That's what we're there for. Yeah. Right. That's what we're there for. We want to provide our citizens with education in agriculture, family consumer sciences, and 4-H youth development. Well, Chris, it's been my pleasure to have you here today. I know our listeners have really enjoyed the time. And we'll have to have you come back throughout the year and talk about other aspects of gardening. This has been great. Thank you so much. Friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Be sure and call that number. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. 